0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. Today I'll be talking about the Western and Eastern Conference final matchups as we now have the teams that will be playing each other. It'll be Milwaukee versus Atlanta and the Phoenix Suns have taken game one over the Clippers. Alright, welcome back everyone and so today I'll be giving my West and Eastern Conference final predictions. As we now know the matchups, Phoenix will play the Clippers. They've already played their game one, I'll be talking about that a little bit later and then it'll be it'll be the Bucks versus Atlanta. And so first up, I'll go over the game played last night. Atlanta beat um the Philadelphia 76ers 103 to 96 in game seven. Really, really fun game to watch. Start to finish was a pretty close game. Um and honestly, I was very surprised the game was, you know, was able to keep this close considering what Atlanta had going for them. Trey Young at one point was one of twelve. He had a very rough first half. Um he finished the game five of twenty-three, had twenty-one points, ten assists. However, it's not always how many, you know, you know, sometimes it's when and not how many. And that was a great example last night for Trey Young. In the fourth quarter when his team needed the most, Trey Young stepped up. Um, you know, floaters, mid-range shots, controlling the pace of the game, finding open teammates. Trey Young had a really good game last night even though he shot 5 of 23. His overall impact was very, very huge. And, you know, it's fun watching young guys such as Trey Young step up for their teams in the especially in the playoffs and now they have a chance to get to the finals. It'll be tough first Milwaukee, but they do have a chance. Uh, Kevin Herter shot 10 of 18, and he was the one who kept them in the game. Uh, Kevin Herder shot 10 of 18 at 27.7 rebounds. And outside of Trey Young, a bulk of their outside scoring does come from Kevin Herter and guys like Bodanovich and Kevin, and he he really kept them in the game last night. So big, you know, a lot of credit goes to Kevin Herter last night. He had a really good game. Um, John Collins, 14.16 rebounds. Contract year for him, and his name was thrown around in trade rumors a few times this season. But um, he's been really good for Atlanta, especially in the playoffs with the energy. Um, You know, Trae Young loves to throw the lob to John Collins. He runs the floor well for a big man, and so uh, another good game from him last night. Gallinari has really stepped up the past two games. He had 17 points again last night with six rebounds. And uh, him and uh, Lou Williams have been great off the bench scoring the ball for them, especially with guys like Bodanovich having injuries. Cam Reddish being hurt, DeAndre Hunter being hurt. Guys like galinar and Kevin Herter um, and Lou Williams have really stepped up for them. Now we go into the Philadelphia 76ers, and it's honestly, you know, you're the first seed, you know, top two seed in the Eastern Conference, and you lose once again without getting to Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Philadelphia for Joel, uh, Joel Embiid had 31 points, 11 rebounds. Tobias Harris, 24 points, 14 rebounds. Seth Curry, good game again, had 16 points. Uh, biggest problem for Philadelphia last night was uh turnover. They had 17 turnovers to Atlanta's nine turnovers. And in the fourth quarter, uh Philadelphia kind of let the game slip away from them, being careless with the ball. Uh bad shot selection, you know. So I think the 17 turnovers was a big part of why they lost that game last night. And then Ben Simmons, uh, you know, supposed to be a redemption game from you know, we all know what happened in the game before. Uh Ben Simmons had five points, 13 assists, eight rebounds, shot two of four in 38 minutes of action. And if I'm Philadelphia. I mean, you got to trade Ben Simmons at this point, right? Uh, You know, the process um, with Joel and Ben has been going on for four years now, and it's failed every year. And Philadelphia has had team after team after team. Um, They've tried to get the right team around Ben Simmons. They've tried to get guys that can space the floor, and they've had that every year with them, and it still has not worked. So, you know, if I'm the Sixers, I'd really be looking into this and saying, okay, Ben, You have not been able to show us that you've been able to improve. You can't score from anywhere outside three feet. And now, if you watch the game last night, he was passing up dunks and layups because he was scared that Atlanta was going to foul him and make him shoot free throws. And so, you know, when I see that from a player, you really got to look into that and say, okay, can we really afford to keep you on this team when, you know, because he is their point guard. Ben Simmons is their point guard. And if, you know, him being their point guard, their main ball handler, if he's not going to be able to score... You know, because he's not even being aggressive either. He's not. He, his his confidence, his aggression has just disappeared, and so you know teams have really isolated that weakness. You know, especially here in the playoffs, and I just don't know if if it's worth it keeping Ben Simmons around when he has shown no signs of improvement. He's now lost his aggression, his confidence, and I mean, I would probably package him with someone else, maybe some picks, try to you know see what you can get for him, but it's just very disappointing for Philadelphia. As they've done this thing three years in a row now, team after team after team, and it has failed every single season. Okay, so now am moving on to Milwaukee Bucks and talking about their Game 7 a little bit. Uh, they beat Brooklyn in overtime in a Game 7, and that was probably the best game of the playoffs so far. Really fun game to watch. Um, Giannis had 40 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, and it was a really good game from Giannis, and I think it was the kind of game that we needed to see from him. Because you know, the past two years Milwaukee has kind of collapsed in the playoffs, and people were questioning you know Giannis and the Bucks. You know how tough are they? Can they? You know can Giannis lead a team to the championship? People people were really questioning if Milwaukee was a real threat. You know in the East, and um, I think Giannis showed that against Milwaukee, uh, not against Brooklyn. Sorry, in, in the game seven, his team needed him all night. You know just exhaustion. You saw if you watched the game, he had to take a little twenty second breaks multiple times when they were you know doing timeouts. Um, little, you know, dead ball stops. He was just playing almost pretty much the whole game, exhausted, but his team needed him and he showed up and he, you know, he came to play. And so, uh, big game from Giannis. Uh, Drew Holiday had 13 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. Drew Holiday's been kind of underwhelming this series, to be honest with you. He's not shot the ball that well, but in a game seven, he did play pretty good defense. He was guarding KD in overtime. Why he was, I don't know, but he found himself on KD a few times. He didn't do a terrible job, but, um, you know, gives you a holiday credit. He's been a big part of this team's success this year. Uh, he had a good game. Chris Middleton, 23 points, 10, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He shot absolutely terrible. He shot 9 of 26. However, same thing with Trey Young. You know, it's not about, you know, how many, but it's when. And um Chris Middleton in that fourth quarter and overtime had a, had some really big buckets for them. So you got to give him a lot of credit for that. And then Brooke Lopez against his former team had 17 points, 8 rebounds, shot 7 at 11. Um, And Brooke Lopez has been pretty good for this team also here in the playoffs. Uh, As a floor spacer, as a rebounder, he's done a really nice job for them. Kevin Durant, just what, I mean, just unreal performance. 48 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. With all these injuries to Brooklyn, Kevin Durant's had to step up and do more of a, you know, just a ball handling role, playmaking for teammates, as well as scoring, as well as going down there and get rebounds. And uh, he's done it all for them. Uh, You know, not much more you can say about Kevin Durant. Really good game in Game 7. Blake Griffin, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, you know, good game from Blake. He's been pretty good this playoff series. There's been some rumors going around that Blake does not want to re-sign with Brooklyn. Um, if I'm Blake Griffin, I don't know where else I would go besides Brooklyn. I mean, you know, if Brooklyn's healthy, you know, you know, easily a championship contending team. So we'll see how that plays out this offseason. And then James Harden, a uh, lot of respect to James for, you know, showing up to play, even though it's, it's very clear he's not 100% healthy. He shot 5 of 17, had 22 points. Uh, in that game seven and so it's clear he's not healthy but he you know he tried to play and so a lot of respect to that but you know James impact on the game even though he did have 22 points was just not that huge and so also talking about Brooklyn I want to give Steve Nash a lot of credit because I think he deserves more credit than he's been getting Uh, when the Nets hired Steve Nash a lot of people uh, clowned on them and you know gave them a lot of criticism for that hire you know no coaching experience he was a former player but a lot of people did not think that was a good hire um players even such as Kyrie Irving was talking about how you know the Nets don't even need a coach which was pretty stupid to say and I think it's kind of been clear now it's been proven wrong that Steve Nash can coach I think he deserves a lot of credit for this team's success they've had they've had injuries all season long not just here in the playoffs um you know KD Kyrie James Harden have missed a lot of games this year and the Nets were still able to compete at a high level and so I think Steve Nash deserves a lot more credit than he's gotten for this year and this team's success and I'm excited to watch them moving forward as hopefully they can stay healthy uh, for next season okay so now I'm going to quickly give you my West and Eastern Conference final predictions Um for Suns versus Clippers Suns took game one I think Suns will win that series in six all around I think they're a better team than um, the Clippers even without Chris Paul obviously the Clippers are also without Kawhi Leonard but I, I still think all around they're a better team defensively shooting wise Uh Devin Booker's playing out of his mind right now they're a very young team um, very hungry team, a lot of momentum on their side right now, and so I think the Suns will beat the Clippers in six games and advance to the finals for the West. For Bucks versus Hawks, we all know I've, I've been rocking with the Bucks all you know all playoffs long. I think the Bucks take the Hawks in five games. I do not like how the Hawks match up with the uh, the Bucks, um, and so I think the Bucks will win that series in five. Um, even if it was Philly, I take the Bucks. I think the Bucks are clearly the best team in the East with Brooklyn now knocked out. I think the Bucks are just the clear front winners to go to the finals this year. And so I'm taking Bucks over Hawks in five and Suns over Clippers in six.